The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits. I know there's so much information out there, so I'm bringing on expert guests and sharing my own experiences to help you sift through all the wellness stuff without the BS. Enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I have a very relevant episode for the beginning of the year when a lot of people are probably trying to reevaluate their relationship with food, their diet, maybe trying to overhaul a few things, maybe resolving to lose some weight. I have Kim Shapira on the show today. She is a celebrity dietitian, nutritional therapist, and author. She is a Bachelor of Science in Kinesiology and a master's degree in human metabolism and clinical nutrition. And she has spent over 25 years helping people lose weight and keep it off both in her private Los Angeles practice, in hospitals, in sports clinics, addiction centers, and universities. And she often appears as a guest expert for Yahoo, Just Jenny, Vanity Fair, Pop Sugar, and more. So in today's episode, we are talking about her six simple rules to improve your relationship with food. We're talking how to find more balance and be more in tune with your body. And we also talk a lot about how to unwind emotional hunger from real hunger. I know that this is also a topic that a lot of people struggle with. I constantly get questions about emotional eating and binge eating. So we delve into that a lot. And we talk about what are we really hungry for? And she has a theory of what we're really hungry for that doesn't have to do with food. We also talk how to overcome cravings. We talk about sustainable weight loss. We talk sleep, stress, how all of that affects weight management. We talk gut health. We talk Ozempic and so much more. So please enjoy Kim Shapira. Welcome, Kim. Thank you for having me. So happy to be here. So to start, why don't you just introduce yourself to the audience? Tell them a little bit about what you do. Okay. So I'm a registered dietitian and it's been 27 years. I am a 50-year-old registered dietitian. What's interesting about that is that I don't think that what I've been saying has changed at all. So my degree is in human metabolism and clinical nutrition. And my goal is to help everybody and anybody that wants to change their relationship with food have sustainable results. And Mm -hmm. that has always been my number one goal. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit before as well about how this is such a kind of prevalent topic, especially at the beginning of the year, because everybody is looking at their goals, their New Year's resolutions, their intentions. I think oftentimes people try to approach it from a complete overhaul and not the most sustainable thing. And you've talked about how your why has to be bigger than an event. It has to be bigger than a resolution. It has to be bigger than the wedding or, you know, whatever it is that you are wanting to change your body for or adopt these new habits for. So can you talk about that and how people can find their why? Yeah, it's a really, that's a very good point. And I think it comes down to people are very confused. Mm -hmm. There is so much nutrition confusion. And I think understanding that the only thing that matters is how your body feels and what's going on with your body, not 
what your neighbor ate or what your best friend had or how successful someone else is doing, but to concentrate and come back to what it is going on with your body exactly. And, you know, how many antibiotics have you been on in your life? How stressed out are you right now? How is your sleep? Do you focus on water? Are you working out? What's going on with your mental well-being, right? There isn't as much confusion as people make there out to be. Like, it's just very simple. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to simplify it. Yeah. And I think the audience is familiar with my own journey. And we were talking about this as well before. But, you know, for me, the big shift came when I learned how to tune into my body, which is easier said than done. Yeah. But prior to that, I was doing the macros, if it fits your macros. And it was me telling my body what it was going to get no matter what on any given day, regardless of how much Mm. I had slept, regardless of how active I was on any given day, regardless of where I was in my cycle, regardless of other external stressors. Like I told my body what it was going to get the end. And, you know, I drove myself really into the ground with that. And so I had to stop everything. And then at that same time, we won't get too into this part. I know people like check out when I talk about meditation, but I learned how to meditate. And that was such an important piece of the puzzle for me because I suddenly learned how to be in my body. Yeah. I didn't even realize that I was not ever in my body. So I didn't have hunger cues or anything like that prior to that. That was like the big change for me. And I know that that's something that you talk about as well, that people might not even know what hunger feels like. Yeah. So can you talk about that a little? Yeah, but I really want to talk about meditation too. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, we'll devote five minutes to meditation. (laughs) Well, you know what? I've heard you say that you do meditation in acupuncture and Uh I meditate when I walk. Mm -hmm. And so I think finding a practice anywhere is important. But before you can even know what hunger feels like, you have to know what's going on with your body. And Mm -hmm. so you have to, unfortunately, be aware of where your mind is. And so if you're not somebody who meditates, maybe even giving yourself permission to do it for 10 seconds, then 20 seconds, rather than having to take a class or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you're overwhelmed by. But the reality is, before we even talk about hunger, we have to kind of focus on how do I bring my mind to this moment? Mm -hmm. And kind of like what you said, you haven't been in your body or you hadn't been. And so many people experience life really not in their body because it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. or they're unhappy or they're stressed out. And so I think we can't move forward until we accept how we feel Mm -hmm. first. And so a simple little practice that I like to do for people is to ask them to you know, what time zone is their mind in? And if their mind is not in the same time zone as their body, then to keep repeating it until they can bring their mind back. And then once they're actually aware their mind is here, then they can scan their body and feel hunger. Hmm. And it's just like I always use the reference of having to pee, Mm -hmm. right? We all can check in right now and see how badly we have to pee and recognize we're okay. We can hold it and it might get really uncomfortable but we've survived every time we've had a full bladder and hunger is similar, right? So it doesn't go away. It gets stronger. It's not scary. It's not painful. It's isolated to your stomach. If you're feeling hunger somewhere else in your body, you're probably misinterpreting the signals. Mm -hmm. And so we should be hungry throughout the day Mm -hmm. and we never want to stay hungry. Mm -hmm. Why do you think hunger is such a loaded thing for people. I feel like there are two approaches, either never feel hunger 
snack all the time so that God forbid you don't feel hunger. Yeah. <laughs> or eat a ton so that you don't feel that hunger. Or there is distract from the hunger. Do something else like smoke a cigarette. Like don't eat. Don't fulfill the body's need. There's kind of two approaches to that. Yeah. I think people associate food as scary, as comfort, as entertainment, as the enemy instead of pure nutrition. Hmm. And so this is just goes into their mind is irrational rather than rational. And so again, practicing knowing where your mind is and accepting the moment you're in will kind of help you understand, wait, hunger isn't scary. This is a simple message I'm getting from my body to tell me that my survival is at risk, that I need to fuel so I can carry on. It's Mm -hmm. just that simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've heard you say that every decision is based in either fear Mm -hmm. or trust, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We should not take credit for our heart beating, our stomach to digest, our lungs to breathe, or our mind to think. And our mind produces 60,000 thoughts a day in response to whatever it sees, smells, feels, hears, and touches. And our mind needs to know we're safe every second of the day. And in this moment, we're safe. We can't really worry about what's going to happen in the next moment. We have to be in this moment. And I think it's coming back to the reminder, I'm safe right now. And if I'm worried about food, I'm not in that moment to worry about it. I need to be here and see what my body needs. And when it tells me I'm hungry, then I always like to say, start with half of your normal portion, wait 15 minutes and see if you need more. That gives you a fail safe to kind of check back in to see if you need more. Because if your mind is telling you, I'm afraid I'm going to overeat or I'm afraid I'm going to undereat and we're not coming to a place of trust, it's because our mind is escaping this moment and we need to bring it back here and reminding it, I'm safe in this moment to Mm -hmm. trust this moment. Since we are talking about balanced eating and weight management and what to focus on in our meals in this episode, we have to discuss protein. So whether it is, like I said, weight management, better metabolism, hormone regulation, bone health, whatever it is that you are looking for, the benefits of a high protein diet are undeniable and abundant. But most of us aren't getting enough protein in our diets as is. Well, you guys know that I invented protein and that is why I absolutely love chomps. So I don't have to tell you again how much focusing on protein changed my life and changed my cravings, my appetite, my energy, my hormones, everything. But one area that was really difficult for me was with snacking because usually when I snack, I'm reaching for a sugary protein bar or a smoothie or some crackers or something that isn't going to really satiate me. And that's where Chomps totally changed the game for me. So Chomps makes snacking simple. Their tasty meat sticks are packed with mouthwatering flavor and only the best real ingredients. So each delicious Chomps meat stick has the protein your body needs up to 12 grams per stick without any unhealthy additives and zero grams of sugar. So no crash. They are low carb, keto friendly, allergy friendly, 
and don't contain any fillers. They are simply made with natural ingredients you can feel good about. Also, Chomps only sources from farmers who raise animals humanely and farm responsibly. So we are looking out for the environment and our animal friends. Chomps come in nine flavors, so there is something for everyone. Or you can grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. They're great on their own. You can also pair them with fruit or hummus, whatever it is that you want. And you will be satisfied. I love the turkey. I could probably eat five of them a day, but I stick to one and I get a lot of feedback on Instagram from some of you guys who say the same thing. Right now, Chomps is offering my listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash blonde. Again, go to chomps.com slash blonde to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash blonde. Don't forget to use my link so that they know I sent you. Hi guys, it's Jordan from the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. On my show, we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, motherhood, channeling, healing, and so much more. A few years ago, I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease, and the healing journey I embarked on at that time set me on the path to radical awakening. Let's just say I had no choice but to change my energy, and that opened me up to the most beautiful healing of my life. On my show, you can expect to feel like you're sitting in my living room chatting with old friends. Tune in every Wednesday to connect and hang on the Balance Bond Soul on Fire. I am so excited because I have been sharing about my favorite addition to my wellness routine for the last few months, which is my Bond Charge infrared sauna blanket. And I have gotten hundreds of DMs from people asking if I had a code. Well, now I do, but let me just start by telling you a little bit about the brand. So Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to basically optimize your life in every way. So it's founded on science, inspired by nature, and all Bond Charge products adopt ancestral ways of living in our modern day world. So they have an extensive range of premium wellness products that help you sleep better, perform better, have more energy, recover faster, balance hormones, reduce inflammation. The list is endless from blue light glasses to red light therapy to EMF management and circadian friendly lighting. Bond Charge products help you naturally address the issues of our modern day way of life effortlessly and with maximum impact. So Let's talk about the sauna blanket really quick. If you are wanting to burn more calories to help with weight management, like we are talking about in this episode, if you are looking to detoxify your body, if you're looking to ease stress and unwind as life is very stressful, I'm sure for all of us right now, this is a total game changer, okay? So the sauna blanket works by raising your heart rate to that of physical exercise. So it burns calories while you relax. You can burn up to 600 calories in just one session. And then of course, sweating helps flush our heavy metals and other toxins. It helps to release endorphins, which leave you feeling euphoric after your session. The sauna blanket works by using infrared light, which heats the body directly rather than the air around you like a traditional sauna. So you get the same benefits at a lower heat. And you also don't have to have your head in like a traditional sauna. And this is a game changer. So I use my blanket. I put it on top of my bed. It's basically like a sauna sleeping bag. And 
I do a lot of traditional sauna, but once I got this, I completely stopped because a traditional sauna with the hot air all around my head was drying out my eyes. It was not manageable for me. I would have to get out and take breaks. Whereas with the Bond Charge blanket, I do about 40 minutes at 170 degrees. I don't ever feel like I am overheating, but by the time I get out, I am completely drenched. I feel so good. I love doing it after a workout. You can multitask, you can watch TV, read, meditate, whatever you want. And it's super easy to clean up. You just wipe it down with a damp cloth and that's it. So you guys can go to bondcharge.com slash blonde and use the code blonde to save 15%. That is B-O-N-C-H-A-R-G-E dot com slash blonde and use the code blonde for 15% off. You talk about like figuring out what you're really hungry for. What are we really hungry for? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) does it just depend on the person? Because I know that especially with my audience, I get questions all the time about emotional eating, binge eating is a huge thing. And I remember I had Evelyn Triboli on the Mm -hmm. show years ago and she's an OG with intuitive eating. And she talked about how binging is a compensatory response to restriction. But I think there's so much more. I've definitely been in places in my life where I was really uncomfortable with other things going on in my life and food was a way to self-soothe. Yeah. So how can somebody identify like what they are really hungry for and if it's real hunger or if it's an emotional hunger, because I think that those two things are really hard to unwind. Yeah. So, I mean, the title of my book is This Is What You're Really Hungry For. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think the answer to that question is peace. Hmm. And I think everybody's looking for peace around their well-being and their health. And I think if somebody is suffering from a binge eating disorder, it's an opportunity to see what is missing from their life. Most people who are binge eating need more, want more, don't have enough of something. And so it's a real opportunity to, again, be in your body and trust the moment you're in and that you're safe. And then to actually move forward from it to find things that do align with what you love. And we're not all the same. I'm trying to come up with an example in my mind of when somebody would binge eat, they could have just missed a deadline. They could have, you know, failed a class. They could have Mm -hmm. been told by a friend something that hurt them. Mm -hmm. We develop these emotional triggers very early on in our life, and we develop new ones when we go through something traumatizing. And so I think coming back to understanding that you do have everything you need to survive the moment you're in is the key to reminding yourself you're safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember I had really bad binge eating when I was newly sober. So like 10 years ago, I had a raging eating disorder. So I was bulimic. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to get healthy. And at that time, you know, it was the time of macros and Arctic Zero and Quest Bars. Oh my God. And oh my melted God. Quest and Bars diarrhea. on the Arctic Zero. Follow <laughs> me. And I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought that I was eating, quote unquote, healthy. Yeah. And really, I was, you know, restricting so many essential like nutrients and vitamins and macronutrients and everything throughout the day. And so at the end of the day, not only did I have this like anxiety about, 
this new life that I was building and all of the emotions that I was feeling that I had been numbing out for the 10 years that I was using prior to getting sober. But then I also wasn't giving my body enough food. So it was twofold. So by the end of the day, I'm microwaving those Quest bars or I'm putting them in the (laughs) oven, baking them, and I'm eating a pint or two of Arctic Zero, you know, and you can imagine how. Yeah, I can can imagine (laughs) how my gut health was. Yeah. (laughs) But I would even say it goes back to when you were drinking. Yeah. Then Mm -hmm. there was some deficiencies happening there that would have increased more Mm -hmm. of a spiral with anxiety or Mm -hmm. improper gut health as well. Yeah. I mean, there was so much beneath the surface of that behavior. You know, it was Mm self-soothing. It was also restriction, but then it was the compensatory thing for that restriction. Mm -hmm. And then it was the anxiety and the discomfort, like just so much. And, you know, people ask me a lot, like how to overcome binging and emotional eating. And I always say like, find a therapist or a registered dietitian. Mm -hmm. You know, you have therapists for mental health things and dietitians can help with that. You guys are such a great resource, but also ultimately for me, like I had to hit rock bottom with that in order to be willing to change, which is how I am in every area of my life. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. And Mm -hmm. I, you're also strike me as somebody who has gratitude and looks back and now you're teaching people how to take care of themselves because you've gone through this experience, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I think is very inspirational. Thank you. And I think it's important, like, where does somebody start? I think Mm -hmm. they start right now. Mm -hmm. And that idea that you would start right now probably feels restrictive. Like you're losing a friend or a partner or a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. And again, there's that fear that you won't have something that you think you love. Mm -hmm. And if we become the most important person, if we love ourselves more than whatever illness or whatever disorder is there in a real way where we start trusting I can be here in this moment I can survive this moment and in the next moment I'm going to have a new moment to say I can be here Mm -hmm. just accepting that it's hard and it's scary but we can survive and we have survived all of the past right everything that we've been through we've survived up until this moment we should have trust that we can survive Mm. Mm-hmm. And then we just slowly start thinking about what does my body need? Okay, I have this human body that has these hundreds of trillions of cells that require water, vitamins, minerals. What is a carbohydrate? What is a protein? Don't be afraid of food, but to kind of look at it and say, am I giving myself enough fruits and vegetables? Am I thinking outside of the way I thought yesterday. Can I be in this moment safely? Mm -hmm. Right, Coming back to it often, Mm -hmm. being here now often. Mm -hmm. Be here now. Love that. It's so funny because I have a very healthy relationship with food today. And even when you said, just start now. I got a jolt of anxiety. Like we're what we're starting now, like right now. And I'm like, wait, I'm not even starting anything. I'm like, (laughs) something about that. I think it's so much easier to conceptualize it for some time in the future like not yeah. right now <laughs> but I think that visceral reaction you had I think everybody feels yeah and I personally am the kind of person if I'm starting right now I am starting as an experiment mm. because we fail when we don't get curious yes and so if I can do something as an experiment with how I will be 
I'm going to be far more successful. Mm -hmm. But if it's permanent, then I'm in trouble. Yeah, I like that. I can relate to that as well. Okay, so let's get into a little bit of the nitty gritty here since everybody is like, okay, well, what do I do? What do I eat? What should I be focusing on? My audience loves science. So (laughs) any (laughs) sciencey things that you want to share with us about nutrition? Like what are the fundamentals that everybody can focus on? I know that there are like four main things that you focus on in the new year to stay balanced. Yeah, I'm trying to just get people to eat fruits and vegetables. Like Mm -hmm. I think gut health and inflammation is the one thing that we need to be focused on the most, right? Food is medicine Mm -hmm. or it's not. (laughs) And we, we want this medicinal property from food. And so how do we get that? Where do we get that? One of my rules, and I have six of them, is to eat what you love with the caveat that you have to make sure the food loves you back. And yesterday I was talking to a client. He's like, well, I love pizza. And I'm like, but you also love apples. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you can love more than one food, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's having pizza with the apple. It's having like an array of things on your plate. So I was talking to another client yesterday and she was having cheese ravioli. And I know that if I just had cheese ravioli, I would overeat my cheese ravioli because I'm hungry. Yeah. But if I had that with a variety of fruits and vegetables and things on my plate, I would be like so much more satisfied. So I would say wherever you are and this idea to start now and to get curious how many fruits and vegetables can we add into our day? Where can we add them? And some other things that help with like, if we're thinking medicinally, then fermentation and fiber and giving our body all the things it needs to produce a better like home, right? Mm -hmm. And so we know that when we have a high fiber diet and lots of fruits and vegetables, we're able to break down chemicals a lot easier. And so we have less hormone disruptions and endocrine disruptions. So if you're somebody who doesn't like fruits and vegetables, then we have to figure out how we can get them in and the ones that you love the most. Mm -hmm. And how could somebody do that? Like smoothies or juices? Because I know that variety is key, right, for gut health. And I can't remember how many different things we're supposed to be eating. I remember I had somebody on at some point who had a specific number recommendation. 30. 30 plants. Like fruits and vegetables a week. Does that include herbs? Mm, I would imagine it (laughs) does include herbs, but those are the new recommendations. My recommendations have always been five to seven a day. Okay. Yeah. That's a little more manageable. Like I would say 35 fruits and vegetables a week. Okay. And if you're somebody who only has one a week. (laughs) I'm doing the mental math. Yeah. Mental math. And then what would that look like? It's like half an apple or one tangerine. Mm-hmm. Or two tangerines is a serving. Even if it's a handful of blueberries, I think adding more than you would have had yesterday. Mm. So like we're jumping right into like, how do you get fruits and vegetables? Mm-hmm. I don't love labels because I feel like that backs people into a wall. But let's mm-hmm. say you grew up and you would have considered yourself a picky eater and you don't love fruits and vegetables. I think that if you went to a farmer's market and you started exploring and you trusted that you don't have to finish it, Mm -hmm. it would be a lot easier for you to try new things. I think the more hands-on experience you have with the food, cooking it, preparing it, cleaning it, things like that, the more likely you're going to eat it. And so I would say go to different markets, explore them, and see what's interesting to you. You know, 
it has to happen. So mm-hmm. let's make it a non-negotiable and figure it out mm-hmm. how, how to get them in. Mm-hmm. How about protein? Protein is my favorite thing. Is it? Yes. I've talked about how I invented it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was always something that I incorporated into my diet. But when I made some specific tweaks in the past maybe six months or so, like it really made such a huge difference in my overall health, I think, because I was on such a blood sugar roller coaster Mm. prior to that because I was waking up and I would have my matcha with a little bit of maple syrup and like a handful of nuts and that was fine. But then I'm not eating until 11 and then I'm having my oats and then I'm kind of not hungry for lunch, but then I'm starving later in the afternoon. So I'm getting a smoothie and then I'm doing the smoothie and then I'm starving for dinner. And that's when I have a huge meal, you know, and I was just kind of like, yeah, all over the place. And I think it was affecting my hormones. It was affecting my energy, my Mm -hmm. mood, my sleep, inflammation. I think all of the things, my appetite. I mean, talk about like not having cravings anymore. When I started focusing on protein, cravings went away. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of protein? It depends in the morning. I'll either do like a vegan protein powder, which I know is not like the best. I do that with like a plain coconut yogurt, so no sugar and berries and nuts and seeds. And it's like very satiating. And it just it's something that I can eat early in the morning. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do like eggs and turkey bacon and things like that. It just kind of depends on the mood. Yeah. And then I do a lot of fish. I'll do turkey. I don't generally do red meat, but like fish, turkey, chicken sometimes. Okay, so pretty well rounded. Mm. Um, I made a face when you said it's not very good about the oh. protein powder, only because I'm like, why would you eat something you don't think is very good? Oh, I meant like the source of the protein, because aren't you supposed to? I mean, I think that there's See, that's like a different confusion, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's so unfair. Like it's so unfair. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it works for me, right? Yeah, that's so all it's you good need for to me. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. If it works, judging for you. myself, <laughs> right? <laughs> like I think that's part of the problem is mm-hmm. that. We're, we're so judgy. Yeah, like when you it, said, it's not good. Right. Who said it's mm-hmm. not good? And blueberries give me diarrhea. And mm-hmm. like they're on every superfood list. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like we have to be very careful, I think, when we talk about what's healthy and what's not. Yeah. And we have to, again, personalize it. Mm-hmm. And so it works for you. I would I would just be careful. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I accept that okay, critique. Okay, I will take that with me through 2024. Okay, yeah. So we need 0.8 grams per kilogram okay. of our body weight. Mm-hmm. And so that's roughly anywhere from 40 to 65 grams per person, mm-hmm. depending on you know their height and weight. We get protein. We get a lot of protein in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to make sure that we're getting it just like we're making sure we're getting fruits and vegetables and we're getting fiber but it needs to be part of a balanced diet. And I would also say that if there was one day where you were getting mostly vegetarian types of protein, that's fine too. And if Mm -hmm. the next day you're getting mostly animal, that's okay too. Mm -hmm. But I think the overall picture is we have to look at the patterns of our diet and make sure that they're balanced and that we are not judging ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) No shame in persecution. Taken, yes. Let's face it, life can be stressful, particularly the beginning of a new year. 
things can be overwhelming and it's not just your mind that suffers when you're feeling tense and anxious. Stress can also make a mess of your digestion and your immune system too. And as we're talking about in this episode, our appetites, our metabolism, all of that. But here's the thing. Your life does not have to be a constant downpour with Just Calm, the breakthrough new stress soothing formula from Just Thrive. You can say goodbye to frazzled nerves and hello to a steady, serene, more relaxed you. Just Calm's proprietary mood lifting blend is clinically proven to help you relax and breathe a little easier in as little as four weeks. I am on my second week, so I will report back to you guys, but I love all of Just Thrive's products and I have had a lot of success with Just Calm in the past. So for next level mood TLC, I love pairing it with my Just Thrive probiotic. This spore probiotic banishes bloat and constipation so your gut can produce more serotonin, which is your happy hormone. Plus, it supports better sleep so you can wake up feeling refreshed and revitalized. So with Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic, you basically have the ultimate stress-fighting duo to help you win the day every day. Right now, you can go to justthrivehealth.com and use the promo code BLONDE20 and you will get 20% off a 90-day bottle of Just Thrive Probiotic and Just Calm. So that's like getting a month for free. And a portion of every purchase goes to Vitamin Angels. This is a nonprofit organization that saves the lives of millions of children and moms-to-be around the world by ensuring they get the vitamins and minerals they need to stay healthy and strong. So again, go to justthrivehealth.com and use the promo code BLONDE20 for 20% off a 90-day bottle of Just Thrive Probiotic and Just Calm. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I don't know about you guys, but in the new year, I am not focusing on things that I want to change about myself. Rather, I am focusing on the things that I feel I'm doing well, and I want to expand on those. So pretty much the opposite of new year, new me. And I like this approach because I feel like by focusing on the good, focusing on positives, we are not giving negative things any energy. And those things just naturally get crowded out by the good and they fall away due to neglect. So a really great way to find your strengths and focus on your strengths is through therapy. You can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. I have been in therapy my entire life for the most part, but I've really benefited from it, especially in the last 10 years in sobriety. And I think there is this misconception about therapy that it's only for when things are really difficult. I find that I almost benefit from it more when I am in a good place. And it's just so helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. I find it so empowering to be the best version of myself. So although it can, of course, help with things like major trauma and all of that, it isn't just specifically for that. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So celebrate the progress you have already made. Visit betterhelp.com files today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash files. 
2024, we are being cognizant of our lifestyle and what we are exposed to, and we are ditching the chemicals. When I had Dr. Jordan Geller on the show, one thing that he talked about specifically were the chemicals that we get every day from things like our cookware, our cutting boards, just things that we do every day in our kitchen. So the best way to do this is with Caraway. Caraway has been my favorite line of cookware for years because not only is it so aesthetically beautiful, but it is non-toxic. It features a chemical-free ceramic coating so food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce chemicals will leach into your healthy ingredients. So if you are trying to be healthier this year, be more cognizant of what you're exposing yourself to. If you are resolving to cook more, meal prep, any of that, Caraway makes it so easy and safe. And all you have to worry about is the delicious food that you're making. Also, all Caraway sets come equipped with complimentary easy access storage solutions to keep your kitchen tidy. So that is a definite plus. So visit carawayhome.com slash blonde to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive only for my listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash blonde or use the code blonde at checkout. Caraway non-toxic cookware made modern. Okay, so let's talk about all of this in terms of weight loss. I feel like weight loss is a little bit of a radioactive topic, (laughs) or at least it was in the past. I just felt like for a few years there, like we were not allowed to talk about losing weight or wanting to lose weight because it was all about like self-love and acceptance and like you can do both. So what is the most important part of successful, sustainable weight loss in your experience? First of all, I do believe in body positivity. And Mm -hmm. I do think that a lot of diseases are linked to diet and nutrition and weight. And Mm -hmm. so it's very important to make sure that your weight is normal and that you're healthy, according to your blood tests. I think that when you're looking at weight and weight loss, you have to focus on body fat. A lot of people get focused on the number on the scale without considering what their body fat percentages are. And we can't maintain our weight loss if we don't have a normal body fat. And for men, it's under 18%. And for women, it's between 18 and 24%. And how can somebody measure that? There's lots of different types of scales there. You know, lots of these gyms have different DEXA um, scans Mm -hmm. that you can do. You can buy a home scale and one that has um, bioelectric impedance that measures your body fat percentage, mm-hmm. also measures your body water percentage, which I love because mm-hmm. now people are more focused on how much water they have in their body, which mm-hmm. we really need to concentrate on. Like um, intracellular, extracellular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so people don't know that if you're dehydrated by even 1%, you feel like you have the flu. Mm. That's me today. (laughs) Exactly. As I'm chugging my water bottle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people make when it comes to trying to lose weight? Is it just the why, like what we were talking about in the beginning? Um, Is it the way that they do it where they're trying to overhaul everything and completely do a 180 from their current routines? Like where do people normally get stuck? Yeah. I mean, there is this perfectionist 
mm-hmm. point of view, which I think people need to work on being more progressive and look at finding joy in the journey and having this relationship that's like more normal where they have birthday cake because it's their birthday, but they don't have it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one trap that people fall into is they're inconsistent. Mm-hmm. They rely on willpower. And I think we really need to strengthen our inner power, right? We need to feel empowered, like again, back to the why. Why am I doing this? Because it makes me feel better because I feel good. And that could be enough, right? Like I always compare like a vegetarian walking into a steakhouse and the waiter's like, what are you going to have? And the vegetarian says, what are my options? And the waiter makes fun of the person who wants a vegetarian option. But the vegetarian has total conviction and doesn't feel spooked at all mm-hmm. and fills up feel like stands up even straighter like nope what are my options right we need mm-hmm. conviction mm. and i even love the idea of switching i can't to i don't i think that's very empowering and so remembering not to do something short term and that you need to be consistent can you give an example of i can't versus i don't yeah i can't eat after dinner oh. versus i don't mm. eat after dinner mm. I see that, that conviction. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Feels good. Yeah. Yeah. How can people approach sustainable weight loss without getting restrictive? I don't think they need to be restrictive. I think that, again, I go back to like always using those six simple rules to honoring what your body needs and giving it grace, right, mm-hmm. for what it's feeling in the moment. So eating when you're hungry, starting with half and waiting 15 minutes. And we won't always need half. Sometimes we're going to need three quarters. Sometimes we're going to need the whole meal. But allowing yourself to be hungry again in three hours. So I would say just get on the journey Mm -hmm. and work on being consistent. And if you didn't follow the rules or you didn't do it exactly how you wanted to, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But to keep going. Mm -hmm. What are the other rules? Let's go over them really quickly. Okay. The second rule is to eat what you love and to make sure the food loves you back. Mm -hmm. And so this, I want to be very quick, but it's also a way to stop using the word healthy. Um, I should, I shouldn't, Mm -hmm. I can, I can't, and be more into food is food and I eat it when I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. And to pay attention to, is the food giving me a headache? Am I, you know, burping, getting bloated, nauseous? Mm -hmm. Am I having gas, diarrhea? Am I having psoriasis or eczema? You know, Mm -hmm. things like that. Noticing what foods make you sick and what foods don't. That's another thing that's kind of gotten a bad rap. For example, I don't eat dairy usually. It doesn't usually love me back, but I will have something if it's really worth it or if I'm out and I'm like, God, that pasta looks amazing. But I think that that's coming from a good place. Yeah. It's kind of about how you frame it, whether you're being restrictive because you think you shouldn't eat it or if you're just kind of honoring your body like yeah I don't eat that because like it just makes me feel like shit so right I mean that's so loaded what you're saying right because I think coming from a history of feeling like you've been restricted and then Mm -hmm. trusting like I can have pizza right now and it's also not a bad thing and I also won't remember I ever ate this pizza Mm -hmm. so why do I have to even worry about it yeah right Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty loaded it's so true I mean we we expend so much energy on these choices of like, am I going to eat that? Am I going to eat this? If I go to this restaurant, what am I going to do? Blah, blah, blah. I had this, the right. holidays, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, you're not going to even remember right. in like a month or like 
a year, five years, tomorrow. 10 years. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow exactly. You won't remember. Yes. I mean, we have 21 meals a week. We make yeah. 221 food choices a day. We eat three to five times a day. We can't remember any of it ever. Yeah, I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. <laughs> Nobody can. <laughs> Nobody can. <laughs> so, I mean, we can like jog our memory, yeah. but we should not spend any time worrying about mm-hmm. it. And we should recognize that the next time that we have an opportunity to make a choice, we have to figure out what our body needs, mm-hmm. honor it, and hopefully think about how I'm going to feel after I eat it. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. And the more you do to heal your gut, which is fruits and vegetables and fiber and a probiotic and fermented foods and mm-hmm. omega-3s, if you really want to know, that's the secret. Mm-hmm. Um, the more you do that, the less likely you're going to be sensitive to foods mm-hmm. and you can have whatever you want in balance and you just need to be consistent with it. Say that secret again, fermented foods, probiotics, yeah. omega-3s, mm-hmm. fruits I, and vegetables, fiber. Yeah, and fiber. You got it. <laughs> yeah, that's the secret. Amazing. Yeah. Well, now now everybody knows. So go do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Third. Well, third rule is to eat without distractions. So oh, huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, emotions are a distraction. Mm. And so understanding that you can be stressed and hungry, mm-hmm. tired and hungry, or just stressed and thinking food is a good idea. And so really honoring that eating when you're hungry rather than when you're feeling anything else. So do not eat when you're distracted. Don't eat in front of the TV. Don't eat on the couch. Just kind of sit down at a table and eat your food. Mm-hmm. And people who say they love food, which I haven't met anyone who doesn't really love food. We all love food and mm-hmm. we all need food. Mm-hmm. But people don't like to be alone with their food. <laughs> it's boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so just kind of allow yourself to eat it when you're hungry because mm-hmm. you won't remember it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, rule number four is 10,000 steps every day. Mm-hmm. And we really need this to help maintain our weight and help like balance our hormones, our circadian rhythms, which are our sleep and our wake cycles and our mood. Mm-hmm. So very important for weight maintenance. Mm-hmm. And then eight cups of water every single day. And of course, we might need more or less depending on what we're eating and the climate we're in or the exercise. The majority of the of the world is not getting enough water. And so it's a guideline to get at least eight cups every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is how we detox every mm-hmm. one of our cells. How much is eight cups? Like 64 ounces. Two liters? Uh, yeah. And two liters. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Good math. <laughs> and then the last rule is seven hours of sleep. And the average American gets six and a half. Mm-hmm. And people have problems falling asleep, staying asleep, and waking up rested. And so this spikes your cortisol. It upsets like all of your hormones and your blood sugar control. And so we can't lose weight or maintain our weight when we don't get good sleep. Yeah. If you're working with somebody and they come in and they say, I want to lose weight, but they are sedentary for the most part. Their mm-hmm. job, you know, they're sitting at a desk all day or something and they're sleeping five or six hours a night. Do you go first to that or to the food? All of it at okay. the same time. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, again, it's about progress over perfection, mm-hmm. but the sleep and sleep hygiene, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you can't believe how many people fight me on going to sleep a little bit earlier or waking up a little earlier. Mm-hmm. And it's it's mostly because they're not rested anyway. And mm-hmm. so they don't even know that when they are rested, it'll be just so easy to pop up and out of bed. And there's like a lot of reasons why we're not sleeping well. Mm-hmm. And stress is a, a big part of it, but we need to allow ourselves to go to sleep at the same time every night. Mm-hmm. What happens when we start getting a little tired is melatonin gets released. And melatonin is 
probably the most powerful antioxidant we have. And it literally goes into every one of our cells and it vacuums up inflammation. Mm. And if we're missing out on sleep, we're waking up more inflamed. And when we're inflamed, we're actually less motivated to do anything. Mm-hmm. And when we're sleep deprived, we make poor choices. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's just futile spirals. Cycle. Spirals. I always say sleep is the foundation yeah. of my life because if I don't get eight hours of sleep, like seven and a half bare minimum. Yeah. Shit's unraveling. I know. <laughs> Everything is unraveling. It's true. <laughs> it's true for everybody. Yeah. Think about when you even travel and you're like one hour jet lag. Yeah. That's the what it's like. The worst for me is the East Coast because yeah. that three hours to me is worse than going to Europe or somewhere where it's like nine, 10, even 12 hours. Like three hours is like enough where it's, it's all bad. hard to fall asleep. <laughs> and it really throws me off. If you supplement with melatonin, does that turn off your body's yes. production of it? Yeah. Okay. So as I'm like shaking my head, do not supplement you knew with melatonin. <laughs> yeah. It's we need our bodies to naturally produce it. And mm-hmm. if you're somebody who's missing that window where you're getting ready, like don't miss the window to mm-hmm. fall asleep. So mm-hmm. as soon as you start feeling tired, wind down, turn off the lights, do everything you can to put yourself to sleep. Mm-hmm. If you're having like trouble with that and you're not getting that release, then make sure that you are not snoozing in the morning and that when you do get up in the morning, if you can put like the whites of your eyes or your hands into the sunlight, Mm -hmm. this will help tell your body this is the time to wake up and it will reset your circadian rhythm. Mm -hmm. And it takes about three days Mm -hmm. to gain that hour back if you lost an hour of sleep. So it's cumulative. Yes. Was that six? That was six. six? Okay. And we need all six of them to be well. Yeah, so there there isn't one that's more no. important than the other. No. Okay. I, I think we're looking for like long-term, good quality of life, mm-hmm. health, all the way through. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about things like semaglutide and those drugs, <laughs> that class of drugs? Yeah, I think they're a lifeline mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And like I said, almost every disease is nutrition and diet related. Mm-hmm. I think that they're going to like eradicate disease. Mm. So that's one side of it. The other side is sustainability. And Mm -hmm. that part terrifies me Mm. because semi-glutides are working on two parts. It's working on leptin, which is telling us that we're full, Mm -hmm. which we have our own ability to do that. If we wait 15 minutes, that's how long scientifically it takes for our stomach and mind to know that we've had enough food. Mm -hmm. And so the semi-glutide is doing that and everyone's feeling full faster. And the second, it's working on the hippocampus. And the hippocampus is where we have our stored emotions, our memory. Mm -hmm. And so if we become stressed for any reason, what happens is it tips off the hippocampus, the pituitary, and the adrenal glands. And then we have the thought to eat. And we think food is such a good idea. It's such a better idea (laughs) than whatever I'm going through in this moment. Mm. And so the semi-glutides are working on the hippocampus And so we're not having the thought to eat when we're having this emotional crisis. And now people are allowed to or finding an opportunity to deal with the emotional crisis in a better coping, in a better coping way. Mm -hmm. And then they're getting full faster. The problem is that these medications are not have not been studied long term and most people will not be on them forever. Mm -hmm. And so they really if they're not practicing or changing, it's all for nothing. (laughs) Interesting. And that can't be. Yeah. I don't want that for anyone. Yeah. I've heard kind of 
like what you're saying, that it just turns down the food noise. Yeah. But then I almost wonder if that's a good thing for some people because then they have the other noise that they have been avoiding <laughs> with the food. That's exactly right. So if they right. deal with it, then that's a good thing. But that's exactly right. But if they just look for something else to numb that out, then right. but what, the food what are your options? Comes back. <laughs> yeah. And so, again, if we can come back to the trust. Mm-hmm. So, like, think about a craving. Mm-hmm. Like, that's food noise. Mm-hmm. Craving is I've had some sugar. I had a Snickers yesterday, let's say. And then all of a sudden today I'm thinking I need some chocolate. Okay, so this is the food noise we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And we could do one or two things. I can walk into my pantry and I can get some chocolate. Mm-hmm. Or I can acknowledge that I'm thinking chocolate is a good idea and do nothing. Generally speaking, I acknowledge I'm thinking about chocolate and do nothing because I'm mindful, because I practice mindfulness. I know exactly where my mind is. I know exactly what my body is feeling. And I can trust that this moment is going to pass. And I won't remember if I had chocolate or not. Does it mean I always don't have chocolate? No, sometimes I have chocolate. Like you were saying about the pizza. Sometimes I just do, right? Mm -hmm. But then I might recognize tomorrow I'm thinking about the chocolate again. And I think it's really important to practice recognizing that your mind is a liar and that it's trying to help you survive this moment in the most pleasurable way. And that if it's telling you food is a good idea, it doesn't always mean that it is. Hmm. And you have to come back to what is my stomach telling me? What am I feeling? Oh, my chest is tight. That's Mm -hmm. weird that my mind is telling me food's a good idea because hunger is in my stomach. Mm -hmm. How can somebody override that craving, though, when it does feel like the best thing that's going to soothe whatever they're feeling in that moment, whether they're thinking that consciously or subconsciously? Yeah. Cravings are such a seduction. Yes. (laughs) Great (laughs) word. And I think it's so hard to say no, I'm not going to do that. I mean, where can somebody find that willpower if they don't, you know, yeah, and I have would, it? I would say it's more inner power. Mm. It's more conviction, mm-hmm. right? So what we know is that if you think you already know what you need to do, you're failing. <laughs> and if you neglect what you need to do, you're failing. And so the bottom line is get curious. Mm. Okay, so I'm thinking food is a good idea. And the way that I really have my clients practice this is to recognize that if you and I heard an alarm going off right now, we would stop, even though we're in the middle of filming this, right? Mm-hmm. We would stop what we're doing and we would make sure that we're safe. We would go, we would turn off the alarm, we would scan our surroundings, and then we'd come back only if we knew we were safe. And so our mind is going to produce all these thoughts to help us survive this moment in the most pleasurable way. We can like be in a moment that isn't pleasurable. Mm-hmm. We can be. And so mm-hmm. we also need to remind ourselves, I won't remember that I'm thinking about chocolate right now. I'm going to eat again in 15 minutes or in one hour. Mm. This isn't my last meal. Mm -hmm. I can have that as my meal, but I need to be hungry. So it's constantly practicing. Why is my mind thinking this? Mm -hmm. And then scanning your body. And then once you've determined, oh, I'm actually safe, then moving on. Mm -hmm. It's a practice. Yeah. Easier said than done, I'm sure. Yeah. But... But There's you know, so it's like Mr. Miyagi. Did yeah. you ever watch Karate Kid? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Mr. Miyagi, his this Karate Kid's teacher, makes him wax on and wax off mm-hmm. for days on this car. And the kid says, how much longer am I going to have to wax on and wax off? And the teacher keeps saying, just keep practicing. And then one day, like a, a kid from the town comes in and starts like 
attacking the other kid. And because he practiced wax on, wax off, he had this automatic skill and he Mm. didn't even know that he was practicing. Mm -hmm. And so the more that you practice reminding yourself or saying to yourself, where is my mind? Is it in this moment or is it on chocolate? Which is weird that it's on chocolate when I'm sitting in front of you. Mm -hmm. Why is my mind on chocolate? Mm -hmm. And then bringing your mind back to this moment, every time it goes away, bringing it back. That Mm -hmm. practice builds a muscle Mm -hmm. that makes you stronger. So what happens when you're walking past chocolate? You think, oh, I'll have it later. Mm -hmm. And that's something that meditation really helps hone. There are certain types of meditation. And the one that I do specifically that helped me so much is that, you know, you have a mantra Mm -hmm. and in the 20 minutes, like you're probably going to think of your mantra 15% of the time (laughs) because you're thinking about other stuff, but you notice and you bring your mind back to the mantra and yeah. it's like rewiring it's what it does that's part of your brain so and we can do it instantly yeah fascinating well thank you so much for coming on Thanks where can everybody me. find you i am everywhere at kim shapiro method uh, my website is kim method.com and i'm everywhere kim shapiro method amazing thank you thank you I hope you enjoyed that episode, and if you liked it, and if you like the show in general, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It goes a long way, and it's actually the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more about each episode, you can head over to the Blonde Files podcast on Instagram. You can go to ariellaurie.com, and I'm always posting about each episode over on my personal page at ariellaurie. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.